morning, Antioch Brighton. Good morning, friends, family, anyone that's joining in with us today. Happy Father's Day. I'm Mark Buckner. I'm the pastor. And we're diving into this study on the book of 2 Timothy. Now, this is a significant book for a number of reasons. It was significant because it was written near the end of Paul's life. So there's some somewhat of a, uh, a compilation or a distilling of the messages in his life things that are most important to him, the things he wanted to leave behind. It's also significant because of his relationship with Timothy, that it was, uh, he said there was no one else like him in, uh, in Philippians, referring to him, that really shared his heart, that, that uh, had the same desires and ambition that he did. And this book is significant for us because we believe that the Bible is what is eternal and permanent. Two things that are eternal— God's Word and people. And in this time where things are unstable, if you're insecure, if you're afraid, if you are thinking the world is falling apart, or uh, maybe you're glad the world's falling apart, but you're not quite sure what to hold on to in the midst of all this, I uh, encourage you, God's Word is eternal. It is the solid place. So during our summers, what we want to do is dig deeper into a specific book we choose an epistle. We choose something that's shorter, that allows us to not have to cover a lot of territory. And this week, I'm really focusing just on two verses. So for fathers today, this is all about learning some basic principles that will make you an excellent father. And what I'm sharing about, I'm going to just read it to you. Uh, and it's in the New International Version, you then, my son, 2 Timothy 2, 2, uh, 1 and 2, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people. It's, an, it's called faithful people, uh, trustworthy people who will be able, who will be qualified to teach others. So think about four generations. There's Paul, Timothy, faithful ones, and then the others. And this that I'm sharing with you today is, I believe, it's the secret to the ministry of Jesus. It's the secret, definitely, to the ministry of the Apostle Paul. This is, this is the, the conference that you have to pay $10,000 for to get into, to know what all the secrets are, to really become successful. This is it. This is Paul putting jewels out in front of us. This is the secret to every major movement in the world. This is the secret to lasting and ongoing progress for our community. This is the secret to being a successful mother or father, is understanding the pattern that Paul's put out in this passage. And uh, it's sometimes called the J-curve. It is the, the thing that if you give yourself deeply to it over a period of time, then there will be exponential growth. There will be dramatic uh, fruit from it. Now, it doesn't. it's not a fast thing, but it is a sure thing. It is a deep thing if you're faithful and you invest in the ways that Paul is describing here. This is how I've endeavored to live my life. This is uh, one of the key passages that I would say 
are most important to me when I think about what it means to be a follower of Jesus. So, um, what do we have here? This is what I would call a, a generational vision. And so often we're thinking short-term. Business is one quarter. How can we see results and get your stock up in just a short period of time? But this is a lifetime vision. This is something that would take you your entire life. Think about you growing up and then becoming a mother or a father, and then having grandchildren, and then having great-grandchildren. This is, this is the pattern. So, what's the pattern? It's the idea, the concept, is to get people to think generationally. So, you must learn how to obey what Jesus commanded. So, Paul's saying, the things you've heard me teach, the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, this was not an offhand comment. You've heard me say this again and again and again. It's You have to have it in you. You must learn how to obey what Jesus commanded. And then you must teach others to obey. So Paul invested his life in Timothy. He lived with him. He, uh, he knew his, her, his uh, mother and grandmother. We know, know maybe his whole extended family. He knew him well. He'd walked with them. He'd seen him invest in others, and, and he'd seen him see multiple generations of life established. So, number one, you teach. You must learn yourself how to obey what Jesus commanded. Then you teach. And then you teach others how to teach. And then you follow through and make sure that your grandchildren know how to teach others how to teach. That they learn the truth and know how to transfer that on. Now, I'm not just talking about our physical children. I think that is really critical for each one of us to really know how to transfer our faith into our children and into their children and their children's children. But we're focusing primarily on the spiritual aspects of this today, what it means to be a follower of Jesus and to see that multiply in generations out of our life. Now, this is really simple. But it is not easy. And I think that's true for the most important things in life. That it's simple. It's not this complicated, mysterious, like only the intelligent, only the gifted, only the, the strong are able to accomplish this. It's, or understand it, rather. But it is, uh, it's not easy. It really requires Tremendous perseverance and faithfulness and obedience and a, a sincere heart. So Paul said to Timothy, Paul, first generation, Timothy, second generation, find faithful men and women who are able to teach others also. So one way of understanding this pattern is the principle model, assist, watch, and leave. And this is this falls in line with this generational pattern and it and I think it's it's something that's been easy for me to hang on to, to to meditate on and reflect on. 
And each one of these steps, model, to be the thing you want to be, assist, to transfer this in, to find the right people that actually will catch what it is that you've received from God, and uh, then watch, understanding how to, to step back just a little bit more and see that happen through them, and then uh, leave is, is one more step back to where you're able to, to teach them how to teach faithful ones who will teach others also. So I'll break this down. To be a model, Paul said, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be. Be it. Be the thing that you imagine. Be the, the, the pure, the, the, the thing that you think is excellent. Don't just be against things. Don't just be tearing things down. What are you building? What are you growing in your life? What can you have in your life that other people can see? And you ha- to be, to model, means you open up your life. Other people have to see it. You have to be able to show this to others. Don't just assume that they can get it, like, oh, my life was a a witness. You have to be explicit. It's not just implicit, like implied, we think, oh, surely everyone understands this. You have to break it down. You have to explain it. You have to model it, and by modeling it, you're opening it up. This truth, this character issue, this certain pattern, the discipline, whatever it is that you see that Jesus taught that you're obeying. And don't just assume that they'll get it. Even if they hear it three dozen times, moms and dads, how long does it take them to get it? Sometimes years. (laughs) And that's true for us also, that even after they've heard it three dozen times, even if the person that you're investing in, they're going around that mountain one more time, that most important thing in that interaction with them is that they see your life. Your example, you're modeling this. It's what are you transferring? You can't give away something that you don't have. If it's not in your life, you're not going to be giving it to anybody else. So it's what you really want to be. It's it's that place that you dream of. So find the faithfulness, find the purity, find that uh, uh, that place of gentleness or faithfulness, the character or the level of obedience, find that. Make that your purpose to get into you what you want to see happen in others. So number two is assist. Look for the hungry. Model, assist. So who are the hungry? They're the ones that ask the questions. They're the ones who actually obey. You ask them to do something and they do it. They're the ones that give away what they have. Uh, in Luke chapter 11, they're, they're called people of peace, the people that receive you. And, uh, and the, the peace rests upon them because of that sense of humility in their lives. So, uh, these are the people that you're looking for, people that actually respond. They're not perfect, but they keep on going. There, uh, is, there are mistakes that they make in their life, but they receive correction. They respond to it. You can see the desire in their eyes. You can see the hunger in them. They uh, uh, are people that you want to give your time to. 
so often when we, we think about serving others, we think about needy people that like, oh, that's so hard and I'm not sure if I can do that again. Look not for needy, but look for hungry. There will be needy people. There are going to be people that you care for that, well, there's a real cost there. But hungry people, there's a chemistry. You enjoy giving to them because they enjoy receiving from you. So are you available to hungry people? Are you available to teachable people? If you spend all your time just with needy people, you're never going to have time for the hungry. And those are the ones who are going to teach faithful ones who will bring about generational multiplication. And we'll all be serving anyone who has a need. But you're investing deepest in the hungry. Then watch. Model assist watch. And uh, watch is the next step of this process. So you're giving away real authority. For Susan and I, when our children got to be in high school, we became very aware that there was going to be a stage where they were not going to be in our home anymore. The example that we were trying to give to them was going to lose its level of intensity. They were not going to be around for dinner every day. They're not going to be in our home consistently. So we said we want them to make mistakes while they're near us. And we want them to take risks while they're near us. So if you are afraid of stepping back, if you are afraid of releasing authority in the people that you're caring for and investing in, then uh, you are actually sending them the message that th it's not acceptable to make mistakes. If you're not letting them make mistakes with you, then you're saying, that they should hide their mistakes, that it's actually their mistakes are shameful. And you are affirming a cycle of shame. But if you will let them fall down in front of you, if you'll let them sin, if you'll let them fail, if you'll let them do it wrong, and, and in that mode, you are more of a coach. You're more of a, you're listening and you're, you're, you're saying, okay, this is, I'm not perfect you're not perfect, but you're setting up an environment to where they're able to act, they're doing, and you are watching, you're at that next place, then that is what's going to be really empowering for them to invest in others. Then the last point that I'm going to make is leave. So at some point in time, they do leave. And a lot of the basic support systems that we have in a friend, someone that we care for. Now, this whole thing is, is a format of a Paul and Timothy, which is a father-son spiritual relationship. This is two adults. This is not uh, a father and a little child. This is uh, uh, an apostolic father in his last years and a mature father. Timothy, a mature father at this time who's invested his life in, in many people and seen churches established and is, has uh, seen miracles happen. He's is a mature man of God. And to him, for him to get to that place, Paul gave him, uh, he took away all his support systems and uh, moved into a place where there, it was a purely adult conversation. It was a mature conversation that there was dr great trust that was released. And he starts saying, 
think generationally. When you're leaving, you're telling them this message. The things that I've heard and best that you've heard from me, that you've heard multiple times, in the presence of many witnesses, multiple occasions, invest in people. Those ones that you've seen faithful, the ones that have been hungry, give them authority, give them power, and teach them how to teach. Teach them how to invest in others. As I talk about the leave point, I am freshly aware that this is simple, but it's not easy. This is, uh, these are points that I can make, but there's a lot of hard work that's involved in this. There's a lot of accountability that's needed for it. There's a lot of a breakdown over days and weeks and months and years to really understand how we take what we have and transfer it to others so that they can transfer it to others who are also faithful in doing that. This is, this is what it means to, uh, live out, uh, Loving God, sharing life, and proclaiming Jesus. This is the framework. It's, it's, uh, the content is the Bible, but this is the process, and the process is what is so often missing. It's not about just gaining information. It's about learning how to see it happen, to see it in reality in your life and in, your reality, in reality in the life of others. So when we plant churches. We are taking a major step in generational growth. Growth. When we are starting new life groups, we're taking a step in generational growth. And when you learn how to care for someone else and help them find freedom, you are taking a step in generational growth. So I want to ask you, how's your model going? How is this thing that you're building, uh, are you taking the first steps in following Jesus? Or are you coming back to him and beginning to get traction in basic obedience? You need to find someone. You need to be that teachable person that looks for someone that can walk with them. And uh, the second step, assist. If, if you somehow stalled in your personal growth... Often the issue is the lack of investment in others. You've got all the arrows facing you, and you need to turn that around and say, how can I find a faithful person? How can I find someone who wants to learn and invest in them? Finding growth in others is how you are going to be set free emotionally. That's called discipleship. If you found someone that's growing and responsive, so you're at this watch phase and they're investing in others they've grown from just meeting with you to uh or just listening to actually being able to care for and train and invest in others they'll be threatened by that see that is great success they they don't need you as much as they used to and they're going to be challenging you they're pushing you and so see again how what, what is our relationship? You may need a, a lot of conversation at this point in time of transition because they're moving into a greater place of authority. They might even surpass you. They might even move on beyond you. That's challenging, but it's success. Susan and I have had the privilege of seeing this type of growth, this generational growth, multiple times in our lives. 
it's the dream that we have for our children, now our grandchildren, and their children. We want to see generations of followers of Jesus. My grandfather and father and my mother uh, and my grandmother were followers of Jesus. And we, I've seen them faithful over the course of their lives. And now our children are following Jesus. This is how we do it. This is something that I've learned. And I, I want to see it happen on a community basis, not just on an individual basis. It's a dream and the goal that I have for Antioch Brighton. It's the dream and the goal that I have for Antioch New England. The things that you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful, reliable people who will be able to teach others also. Now find someone to invest in. Find someone to encourage. Find someone that you can make successful. Find someone that you can help walk in wholeness with Jesus. Have an awesome day.